This program is a paid commercial announcement produced and paid for by Jacob Media Partners. No statements made during the Thrive Retirement Roadmap Radio Show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on any such matters. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investment, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed. David Bazaar, Brent Elam, and Karen Bazaar of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management are licensed to offer investment advisory services through Thrive Capital Management, LLC, a Pennsylvania state-registered investment advisor. Office headquarters located in Fort Washington and offices of convenience used exclusively for client meetings at Exton, Yardley, and Cherry Hill. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. The Thrive Retirement Roadmap Show with your hosts, David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management. They know that the road to a successful retirement is paved with consistent care and a commitment to guide the families they serve. David and Brett are co-authors of the book, Roadmap to Retirement, Navigating Your Way to Peace of Mind. The Thrive team has been recognized by Suburban Life Magazine and Philadelphia Magazine as one of the area's top wealth management firms. They've been featured in numerous publications such as the Wall Street Journal, CBS News, Fox, NBC, and ABC as well. But their greatest accomplishment yet is their ability to talk to people just like you about living out their dreams in retirement. Their phone is always open at 800-516-5861 or visit thrivefinancialservices.com. Now, here's David, Karen, and Brett, along with Joe Krause. This is a great way to begin Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And we welcome in the Delaware Valley because in the hour following the show today, uh, sometime between 7A and 8A, uh, up in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, Puxatawney <laughs> Phil uh, will perhaps either see his shadow uh, or not. And of course, if he sees his shadow uh, today as part of the uh, annual celebration that occurs, that is an indicator uh, that we will have six more weeks of winter in front of us for 2019. I welcome everyone into Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. And certainly, David, um, we don't use Punxsutawney Phil when um, we're um, planning or looking uh, at retirement, but he has a pretty good record, at least in terms of predicting what the weather will be for the next six weeks after today. Wow, Joe, that was uh, that was really good. That's good that stuff. Was, was a good uh, analogy <laughs> wow, or good, segue? Good stuff. And you know, Karen and I are hoping that Puxatani Phil has no relevance to us in the future. You know, being down in Florida and not really having to worry about winter anymore. But uh, since we're still here in the Northeast, we'll focus on that and uh, see what he turns out. But absolutely, you know, we're not, uh, we don't have a crystal ball for what the stock market and people's investments will do. But we certainly have um, things and governors available to us to help people navigate retirement successfully, making sure they deploy certain strategies, uh, different tools that can help them make sure it's a success for them. We spend a lot of time covering topics and and I spend a lot of time encouraging and reminding uh, the listening audience to come out to one of the workshops and, and start the process of, of learning, start the process of getting educated. And since we were on a week ago um, 
I received multiple reminders this past week just being in general conversation with people about retirement. And the one thing that became evident because of listening to this show is that a lot of times people make decisions about what to do or what they should do based on what their neighbor tells them or based on what a colleague at work tells them, which sometimes isn't accurate information. And I think it's I think it's really important to remind people of that. It's one thing to be able to consume what people suggest. It's another to be able to know if it's right or not based on what they're suggesting. Joe, that's such a fantastic point. It's so ironic as well because, you know, I find myself sometimes listening to some other of the financial advisors uh, who are on this radio station, you know, later hours and hearing their input and evaluating, you know, what's being said and what value they may be bringing or not, what's good quality information, what's misinformation. But one of the good things that I did hear uh, one of the hosts of one of the uh, financial service shows he said the same exact thing. You know, he was actually very blunt with a call-in uh, guest, somebody who had called in, had a question related to retirement, and he made the same commentary about having to be very, very cautionary in where you get your financial information. And he just, you know, somewhat in a maybe sarcastic viewpoint said, you know, most people do get their financial information from friends, family members, and neighbors. And what friends, family members, and neighbors don't necessarily take into consideration, they make blanket statements. They don't make customized statements. They don't know what your situation is. Um, and I, I'm the type of person, I, I hate the word always, and I hate the word never, right? Because anybody that sits out there on the polls, you know, you never want to do that, or you always want to do it. And that's one of the things that drives me a little crazy about whether it's magazines or it's radio shows. A lot of times those statements get made. You should always do it this way or you should never do that. And I just say to myself, how is that possible that somebody who doesn't know you intimately, doesn't know what your financial condition is, doesn't know what your financial goals are, make that statement? So I really caution our listeners, and that's why we try here on this show to be very broad in what we do. We try to provide education. That education sits at a 30,000 foot level. And then when people come in to see us, we take it down to surface level in the sense that how does what we shared with you, whether it was in a workshop, whether it was here on the radio, whether it was in a book that we wrote or an article we published, how does that pertain specifically to your situations? And I always start our workshops by saying a disclaimer that, you know, what tonight is about is education. It's all good quality information. It's all valid information. But before you go out and take something that we talked about here on the show or at our workshop and run with it, you really need to consult with a financial professional. Whether that's an accountant, a CPA, a tax attorney, um, an estate planner, an insurance agent, a financial advisor, because you may take that information, run with it, and it may not really be the best scenario for your, you know, your particular situation. So we really caution people. Again, Joe, I think the information we talk about is awesome. I really think we give a high level of education, really good points that we make. 
You, as a listener, though, really just have to find out how applicable it is. Good stuff. Brett Elam is here, and certainly um, that statement holds true to what you deliver in terms of information, a high level of information, tax efficiency in retirement. Um, I've learned quickly over the last 13 months there's not an element of the tax law um, that you can't recite or that you know, that you don't know. I wouldn't go that far, but I appreciate it. Close enough. You know, on the the pre-show here, David Kerr and I, we were really talking about Monday morning how scary it's going to be if the groundhog sees its shadow and the NFC wins tomorrow you know what that means for the market don't you what does that mean well we have no idea either but you know how many people will be talking about that again let's talk about facts when we make our decisions not these blanket statements again we're going to be talking we're going to go deep today talking about uh, about taxes and the climate we're in today and how it all relates good stuff we'll start with Brett Elam after the break Karen Mazar is with us as well Karen what's on your agenda for today Something that we don't always like to think about, but something that we plan for here at Thrive is the death of a spouse. We'll get into that conversation as well as the one-hour program rolls along on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. There is one workshop uh, for you, one opportunity on Tuesday the 5th uh, to attend. When we come back after a commercial break, I'll tell you more about the location and how to get registered for that. This is Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, along with David and Karen Bazaar and Brett Elam. I'm Joe Krause. We'll return to Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Back in a moment. And that workshop I was talking about going into the commercial break on Tuesday, the 5th of February, will be at the Horsham Township Library on Babylon Road in Horsham. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com and you can get information about the workshop or you can simply call 1-800-516-5861. That's 1-800-516-5861. Brett, you kick us off as you normally do uh, with our opening segment following the lead-in. Uh, I'll turn over the microphone to you. Sir. Yeah, absolutely, Krause. Yeah, I, I'm actually excited. I'm going to actually go through um, actually a document that one of our uh, partners had sent out as it relates to tax planning in today's economic environment. So I'm going to actually go through a little bit of it and just kind of translate it into um, a little bit about what we do and how we utilize that data um, as well. So starting off, as you plan for retirement, you're going to face uh, choices of how to invest your money. Um, should we participate in a retirement plan? Is it in my 401k? Is it an IRA? Does a Roth make sense? Should I go into stocks, bonds? Should I even use the vehicle? Um, corporate bonds, municipal bonds, permanent life insurance, term life insurance, annuities, no annuities. Again, those questions and countless others, again, they're always difficult to answer. But when you're trying to decide how to invest money, these are the things that of, of why we're investing, things we want to think about. Retirement, is it family legacy? Is it charity? Again, if you're investing primarily to create a comfortable retirement, you're always going to want to choose investments that one day will help us maximize retirement income. And what works hand in hand with retirement income as we talk about the Thrive Retirement Roadmap Review, and especially in today's conversation, is how to deal with taxes at the same time. So knowing when your income will be taxes is only half the battle. Here's the problem is the uncertainty that we don't know what are tax rates going to be? Again, all the tax rates that we've talked about over the show over the past um, almost, I guess, two years now, um, we've talked about a lot of these changes with the, the new tax uh, reform from, from President Trump that are here for 2025. So that's what we do know is that they're going to be here for a while and again now for the next seven years. So again, let's, let's move on and start to put some of the pieces together. Talking about the federal deficit um, and the debt. 
The national debt is how much the United States owes to its creditors, while the deficit represents the yearly growth of national debt by how much more it spends than earns. And let's think about this. Let's think about Esther, who brings home $3,300 a month from her job. And let's say that she's in debt for $17,000 on her credit card, and she spends $4,000 a month on various things, rent, consumables, interest rates on her debt, helping out mom and dad, maybe some health care, maybe some... Uh, um, some tuition payments, if you will. So since she's actually spending $700 more every month than she actually makes, she's going into a deficit. She's putting that money, money on the credit card. Now she's quickly approaching her credit limit. But here's this. Her bank allows her to increase the limit as necessary since she never had defaulted. She's a good, credit-worthy person. So the, the Visa MasterCard says you can have more, you can have more, you can have more. So how long can you continue this type of spending before she must actually increase her revenue or working more hours? So what I just described right there, Krause, is the United States government. If the government reaches its debt ceiling, it will no longer be able to borrow money to meet its obligations. It can either reduce the deficit by a combination of increased tax revenue or decreased spending, or it can default on a number of obligations. Obviously, we're not into defaulting in this country. But a default would be disastrous, hitting, um, resulting in uh, a hit on its credit rating. Again, we almost hit that a couple years ago. We went from AAA to AA, and that was almost devastating. So our credit rating would change, higher interest rates, higher prices on consumables. And my gosh, you go back to the 70s and 80s where inflation was through the roof as well. So this is why Congress increases its debt ceiling as the national debt reaches this level. However, just because Congress allows the government to borrow as much as it can doesn't mean there isn't a limit. That's important. If the government's debt becomes too high in relation to its gross domestic product, its GDP, its credit rating could get lower, lowered, resulting in problems similar to those associated with default. Again, if I, if I was Esther with that credit card payment, does that, does that mean that a tax hike or budget cuts are imminent? The answer is actually not necessary. Let me go back to Esther. So let's go back to Esther. Again, she's spending 4000 a month. 3000 goes towards consumption that does not yield anything. Okay? Her rent, helping out mom and dad, that's money she doesn't expect to receive anything back in return. Okay? However, but that, that's monthly output. That's monthly output. But what else is also output is tuition. Let's say a thousand of that four thousand was actually spent on tuition, ready, which she hopes will help her find a better job. Now thinking leading to an increase in her income. Let's say now from three thousand up to forty five hundred a month. Okay, pardon me, she was at thirty three hundred a month. So that'll take her a twelve hundred dollar increase. If her assumptions are correct, she would now have a surplus of five hundred dollars in the future, which could help her get out of debt or invest it some uh, somewhere else, which um, will help with her monthly pay. At any rate, she would be operating now on a surplus instead of a instead of a deficit, so she would no longer have to increase her hours worked or reduce what she was spending. So now, similarly to the government. The government spends money in a variety of ways. Some of it's going towards consumption. The vast majority of it is. Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. Those three, uh, those three solutions right there is almost 80% of the government's budget today. While other expenditures are funding economic growth. Theoretically, the investments in the growth would increase gross domestic product, resulting in the more tax revenue, more sources from which the government can borrow funds. 
This is what we call, I'm going deep, I apologize, my major was in mathematical economics. This is called supply-side economics, and we're putting all this together. So the United States debt is currently, I think the number I just saw this morning was somewhere around $22 trillion. Two years ago, that number was like 18. It's nuts. We have to listen to these numbers as we see that debt continue to go and move on and on. And again, um, a lot of our our, uh, brothers and sisters working for the government are now back at work with the short term. Again, one half of 1% of the United States government works for the government, or pardon me, of the population works for the government. Those people all off of work, the trickle-down effect and what that's doing to the deficit, we hear a lot about that as well. Because what we need to think about with these changes that happened in 2017, you go back to 1982 or 1986 where you had the highest tax rates at the 50%. Before that, in the late 70s, you had the, 70s per, the 70% range. You go back to World War II, the highest tax rates, 34%. Now we're talking about the highest tax rates in the 70s, and we know they're there for the next seven years. Is there something I should be doing today for myself, not listening to Bob down the street or Joe on CNBC? Is again, gathering this information. This is what we, our workshops are all about, is putting that education, becoming advocates out there of how you can take that information and translate it. How does it apply to me? So understanding that taxes are historically low from where we've been and where we're at today, what does it all mean? So while... Why, why spend so much time discussing the economic landscape, recent legislation, history, and new tax rates? It shows that taxpayers can probably expect to remain the, in a season of higher taxes than they've experienced in the past. It's where I believe we're heading. We talk about it all the time in 2026. It may last a long time. Individuals will want to implement strategies that are designed to lower their taxable income in the future. If you believe that tax rates will only increase, which is our belief in here, just talking about putting all the pieces together, one potential strategy is to invest in, uh, in currently taxed assets to avoid future tax liabilities. David always does a great job during the workshop saying, go look at line A and eight and nine on your front page of your tax return. If it's too high, you may not be doing things in the most efficient way. Again, lines eight and nine. So it's where we want to start thinking about tax-free items. What are tax-free items I can look at? Municipal bonds, tax-free interest. Makes sense for some people especially when you're in a higher tax bracket. If you're in a lower tax bracket, we see it all the time from advisors that people are working with. They forget to change your portfolio. Are they actually looking at everything in your best interest? Municipal bonds may have made sense while I was working. doesn't make sense necessarily in retirement when my taxes are a lot lower. We always talk about Roth IRAs, a great item that's out there. Life insurance that's held until death, those are tax-free benefits. We talk about Roth IRAs and Roth conversions. It's a big topic of a conversation for us here in 2019, especially with the market plummeting, along with tax rates being low, a great opportunity to consider what we call our Roth conversions. Um, We start talking about tax-deferred items. Those were tax-free. Tax-deferred items, these are our everyday um, solutions that we may have through our employer. Maybe I'm... Go ahead, Krause. Now, here's the one thing as I'm listening and, and I'm processing the information... And this is where I think it's important for the listening audience to know and to realize and to understand that my scenario as an individual is going to be different than my neighbors. Amen. Absolutely. My scenario is going to be different than my brother-in-law's. And that's kind of goes back to that opening statement that I made to everyone about I was given a reminder. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I was given a reminder that a lot of times the information that we get 
at the water cooler. That's it. Doesn't apply. Doesn't apply. Doesn't apply. I mean, we talk about tax-free money, then you have tax-deferred money. Is it my employer's 401k, my 403, my 457? Should I invest in a traditional IRA? How about annuities or maybe life insurance as an investment? Again, all tax-deferred vehicles that are out there. We see it all the time, Crossy, to your point, self-manage people. I got this under control. Where are you hearing everything? Uh, I'm reading everything on Bloomberg, or I tune in to CNBC, or you know what? Uh, no one watches my money like I do, and I got it. And when people come in, sometimes they have a decent portfolio, but there's nothing that, as it relates to tax efficiency. There's nothing as it relates to avoiding Medicare surcharges. There's nothing built out there from how do I, how do I disperse that income? They get, they might have that income piece figured out, but what they're not doing is putting those puzzle pieces together. And again, that's where our passion is. Whether we're out in East Coventry or Horsham or Montgomeryville or Ludington, again, that's what we do. We're here on the radio. We have these workshops to provide education and advocacy. And then inevitably, why we, why we offer that Thrive Retirement Roadmap Review is to allow people to come in on a complimentary basis where we share with them of the beginning steps of how to start putting those puzzle pieces the, together. You're going to be in Horsham on Tuesday the 5th at the Horsham Township Library, 1-800-516-5861. You were right when you said you were going deep with information, Brett, but it all does circle back. It all does apply. Nice job. Well done. Um, thank you so much. It's Roadmap to Retirement on the radio show here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT as we go to our commercial break and on the other side of the break, Karen Bazaar uh, will be back along and she will join us. Uh, we shout out to the ever-growing Thrive Army who continues to not only listen, but also refer people out to the workshops. Back in a moment. And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. It's our uh, first Saturday in the month of February and um, despite talking about Puxatawney Phil and the anticipation of whether or not there will be uh, six weeks of winter, we do know that coming up on April 15th, which is not that far away, uh, tax day will once again come, and that is one reality uh, that we know is going to be there. Karen Bazaar is going to join us. Uh, the topic um, sometimes sounds difficult to say, but sure. it is another it is. Uh, reality. Death of a spouse um, is something that is an inevitable reality, Karen, that we must all uh, realize and all understand. And I think most people do, um, but we must be prepared for it. I, I agree. And that's one of the things that we talk about or bring up in one of our reports that we offer uh, from atten for attending our workshop. We do four, run four complimentary reports for you. And one of them is a stress analysis. And in that stress analysis, we, uh, if we have a couple, we deal with... What are the economic ramifications if there's a death of a spouse? It's not something that anybody likes to think about. David and I have been married for over 30 years now, together longer. And talking about it now, I know it's something that's going to happen to one of us. And it literally makes me sick to my stomach to think about it. And But we plan for it. He had a health scare a few years ago. Um, we dealt with cancer. And we know it's a possibility. So the reason I'm bringing this up today is recently I seem to have a rash of people that um, couples or actually single people that came in for the most part attended a workshop and then they came in and anybody out there that's listening and you're a couple and you feel that, oh, my husband or my wife takes care of everything. I don't need to know what's going on or 
Yes, you do need to know what's going on. And here's some examples of why. Um, recently met with a, a lady. Her husband passed away. It th- was not even a full year ago. So she came in. She still had the tax return with his name on it and everything. This is her first year filing single. Um, and what she's telling her friends her in similar situations that or could be is understand everything that's going on. She let him take care of everything and she thought he was doing a great job. Well, he really wasn't. And he always told her when it comes to this part, we ask about pensions. Do you have a pension? He had a pension and he kept saying, don't worry about it. I took a smaller amount now so that when I pass away, you're going to get 100% of what I get. Long story short, she's getting 50% of what they originally got. So she lost a social security check and she lost a 50% of the pension that was coming in the home. So now she's struggling. So that's an area that we, as a, a company, we look at ahead of time. That's something that we focus on is overall stress analysis. Yeah, and I think one of the things to, to reference as being so important, and I think it's been said many, many, many times, uh, always worth repeating, sometimes decisions that you make about mm-hmm. electing what to take in a pension or right. when to take Social Security um, is creates an, something that you can't change. Once you've made the decision, that you own the decision. And, and when we do our seminars, one of the questions that uh, I think Brett asked this question, perhaps David, I'm, my recollection is going away from me at the moment, is how many of you have pensions? People raise their hands. And then we say, keep your hand up if with, exact, with absolute certainty you know what the survivor benefit is on that pension. And all of a sudden you see the hands going down because I think people don't always think about that. So... That's just an example of something that happened, but also related to pensions, had another couple come in, married later in life. He was already retired. Guess what he already is on? He's on a pension. He wasn't married when he picked his pension, the benefit of how the survivor is going to benefit from his pension. There's no survivor benefit at all to that. So when he passes away... No, is he That's old, it. is he older in that example? Um, they are were early sixties. Early sixties, okay. maybe fifty nine ish, something along those lines. So, these are just examples of what happens when it's not fully planned for. If you have an advisor that's doing a great job for you now, have they thought about that? Is that something they include in their stress analysis? Um, uh, we also had another couple come in. They were married, not related to pension. But again, we ran the stress analysis and everything looks great as long as they're both alive. But when one person passes away, it was a devastating effect on their income. And the uh, gentleman said, I don't understand what if I pass away, why is it such a dramatic effect? Because we're making enough money now to cover our expenses. And what I reminded him is one of the Social Security checks is going away. So they didn't really think long and hard about that as far as their financial plan is concerned. Um, and then I met with another a gentleman. Yeah, and just real quick to add into that, Karen, that's one of those decisions on Social Security. Again, everybody has to make a decision on Social Security. Mm-hmm. Not all of us right. are in a position to have a pension or to expect a pension, but Social Security, we're going to make a decision on that at some point. Right. And if you haven't started taking Social Security yet, when you come in and meet with us, we can sometimes uh, help you make a better decision on Social Security because not only are we trying to get the most income for a married couple, 
but we also understand that there's going to be implications when one person passes away. So we try to work on that as far as getting your income to a higher amount. And there's different, there's so many different decisions that you can make on that. Just like a pension decision, social security, once you make that decision, that's it. So, um, it's important. And, um, I met with another gentleman and he taught me something after meeting with him. Um, his wife passed away about a year ago and they had everything planned out. They had, he was going to retire, she was going to keep working, and then she was going to retire and they had everything planned out. But you know what they say about best laid plans? Sometimes things don't go the way that you plan and she can't, um, I want to say how, she had cancer that was very aggressive and she passed away very quickly. So what he taught me was enjoy your, they saved and they planned, but also enjoy your life while you can. So that's something important that David and I do as well is you never know what's going to happen. So try to get a little bit of joy. You still plan and we'll still help you plan here at Thrive, but you also want to enjoy your life while you're going through all the different stages. It's yeah, very think, important. And I think that's part of the roadmap. You know, I think the, the, the name of this radio show, I think, is so fitting because roadmap to me, when I try and visualize what that actually means, it means that. It means part of it. It means preparing for how, where we want to be and at what stage we want to be at that point right. um, and and self-enjoyment or personal enjoyment whether it's through a hobby or whether it's through um, whatever you do enjoy I still think it's an important ingredient an important right. variable exactly and David would agree with me 100% of he, course I he, he loves he every day he's a so he wakes up every day saying I'm so happy I'm married <laughs> I tell him every day I, I, I thank him every day and I, I tell him, don't worry, I'm here for, with you for the rest of your life. I'm never, ever going to leave you. Does that make you feel good? Every day you wake up, I'm going to be here. Uh, but all kidding aside, it's definitely a devastating thing that will most likely happen at some point in your life. And it's best to have all your ducks in a row. So at the time of the death of a spouse, when you're talking about funeral and memorial arrangements, um, that, that you don't have to worry about everything else that's going on in your life. That you know, okay, we planned for this. My husband planned for this. My wife planned for this. And I know what to do. So that's, you know, go to Thrive Financial Services. Take a look at our website. Come to a workshop. If you're out there and you're in that situation... Come, come visit us. We'll be glad to sit with you and see if there's anything we can do to help. And again, if you want to get to or attend the upcoming complimentary workshop on February 5th, which is Tuesday, uh, it, the location is the Horsham Township Library on Babylon Road in Horsham, 7 p.m. start time, tax efficiency in retirement. And as Karen referenced, it's certainly complimentary and um, filled, chuck filled with information, whether David is asking the question or Brett is answering or asking the question or vice versa. Uh, all good stuff. Get out there on Tuesday, February 5th. This is Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll get to a commercial break after the break. David Bazaar will join us back in a moment. Yes, it is Groundhog Day. That's how we started the show. So sometime following the show today, probably between the hour of 7 a.m. and 8 a.m., we'll see whether or not Puxatani Phil uh, sees his shadow and whether or not that means we're going to get six more weeks 
of winter weather. David Bazaar now joining us on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. And I did write down, David, from the opening dialogue and our opening conversation, always and never. And I'm going to keep those two words with me uh, long past today. But uh, thank you for bringing them up in the context uh, that you did. Yeah, Joe, thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, so what, what I'm going to uh, cover in this last segment is I want to talk about kind of, you know, how we feel here at Thrive um, how we feel about what the markets are doing, what they may be doing, how that kind of incorporates with our strategies related to our clients, uh, for our listening audience who, you know, maybe not our client, that these are things that you can take away. You know, we here at Thrive are focused on retirement income planning. That is really what we do. I mean, you know, I've been in the business 30 years and I've done investment management and investment management is a part of retirement income planning. Social security, what's the best election choice out of those 567 choices that we have? That's about retirement income planning. Like Karen said, you know, the death of a spouse triggers events that the lower of the two social security checks is going to go away. What does that do, right? How does that disrupt cash flow? Um, pensions. I'm going to talk a lot about pensions in this last segment and how we think pensions are performing and what could happen in the future. And are people making the right survivorship benefit election choice there? Um, so, you know, our goal for our clients is to get retirement to a point where it's basically on autopilot, right? The idea and what I have, I'm 55 years old. So in my head, and I don't see myself ever retiring because I just love this and I get to do this. This is not, I have to do it. I get to do it. But, you know, I would imagine for, you know, the, the amount of people that we have visited with and the ones who have become our clients, you know, that dream of retirement is tranquility, right? It's peacefulness. It's relaxation. It's enjoyment. Um, the words of stress and hassle and, you know, anxiety are supposed to be removed. And there, there is a lot, you know, as people are trying to get to retirement, there is stress, there is anxiety, there is hassle in managing money and trying to make sure that we do the best job that we can. So, you know, again, here at Thrive, our goal is to kind of eliminate that. And uh, we've mentioned this many times on the show, you know, we try to apply this theory of the SWAN theory of retirement income planning, S-W-A-N, sleep well at night, right? Um, I kind of put a plan in place. I bulletproofed it, right? I tried to make it all contingencies evaluated and planned for. And um, I can go out and enjoy myself. That's really the goal for our clients. So I want to share a couple of things. I, you know, I read a, an article in the New York Post uh, talking about since uh, from 1977 to the year 2007, that the number of employees who have surpassed full retirement age and are still working at that particular point went up by 101%. Right. Wow. Pretty amazing. Now, yeah. when they go to do that analysis again, it's going to be very interesting because here's what, you know, a lot of people think that we're at the lowest rate of unemployment that we've seen in, you know, God knows how long. But when you look at the unemployment number, what doesn't get publicized is the amount of people that are employed, not by choice, but are employed as, as a part-time people. 
So there are tons and tons and tons and tons of people out there that are on the employment record, but are completely underemployed. They're not getting benefits. They're working on average less than 20 hours a week. They're called gigs now. I've got some type of gig that I'm doing. So, you know, I always, I'm not a pessimist. I'm not sarcastic. I'm sarcastic sometimes, but I'm definitely not a cynic. And, you know, from a cynical standpoint, you know, people look at what gets publicized. Markets are doing phenomenal. The economy is doing this. That's all the, I mean, that's all in the media. And, And the reality, when you dig underneath that, it's not always the case. What we try to do here at Thrive is to be very real with our clients and not get caught up in the hype, not get caught up in the greed and all of that and try to be very rational about things. So with a statistic like that, there's a lot more people that are working beyond. And, you know, some people will say they want to do it because they're bored and all that. But then there's a big segment of people that have to do it to make ends meet. Um, there's, a, there's a billionaire hedge fund manager by the name of Seth Klarmer. And uh, he did, he just sent out a very, very sobering letter after he attended this economic forum at Davos, which happens every year. And it was a letter that basically said, due to the global tensions that we're experiencing, and literally every point that you can pick in the world, there's some type of global tension going on. The rising global debt, which is now over $164 trillion dollars. And the political divide that we're seeing, not only in our country, but in a lot of different countries, um, he believes that the market's going forward. And this is a guy who's really got his finger on the pulse. And he got basically, um, you know, kind of reinforced and and people, you know, uh, a lot of other economists agreed with his assessment that we will see extreme volatility. We will not see the double-digit rates of return that we've seen in the past. And our job here at Thrive is trying to pull people back from those types of expectations. So, you know, the picture isn't, I don't want to paint a terrible picture, but I I want to paint a picture that is reality, a real possibility, um, possibly even probable, and get people prepared to go through that versus thinking everything's going to be just like it has always been, okay? So one of those areas that's really important that we get to see a lot of our pensions here at Thrive. When we do our workshops and we ask a question, how many of you are anticipating getting a pension? Uh, typically about 60 or 70% of the room raises their hand. Now, because of the age bracket of people who attend our workshops being basically pre-retirees and retirees, that's totally believable. If we were doing that with the 20-somethings, the 30-somethings, and even the 40-somethings, it wouldn't even be close to that type of, because pension defined, they're, they're not really a popular thing anymore. So with that many people raising their hand and really having a significant degree of reliance on that pension, we want to prepare people for that. So I talk about, and if you're listening today on the audience, I'd love for people to just go Google. Um, What I want you to Google is the Klein, K-L-I-N-E, Miller Multi-Employer Pension Reform Act. Okay, a lot of words. It is a lot. But that was two senators, Klein and Miller, who got together, put some legislation together that ultimately got approved by Congress and is now law. This happened back in 1714. Yeah, 14, exactly. Um, so that <laughs> happened back in, uh, I have to go to Brett for the historical data. Uh, so that happened back in 14. And it's not very public, you know, a lot of people don't know about it. It's not spoken a lot. But if you go Google it and you have a pension, I think you're going to come out very, very surprised. Now, give it again one more time. Klein Miller 
Multi-Employer Pension Reform Act of 2014. So when you read it, what it basically says in a synopsis is that if your pension, whether it's federal, state, corporate, whatever it may be, if it is underfunded by a certain percentage, the pension administration company has the right to reduce the amount that they pay you on a monthly basis, and if necessary, actually eliminate the pension payment forever. So that's scary. That's scary. It's scary. And, you know, long thoughts about it and people, you know, the reason the government put it together is, look, there's $22 trillion deficit and growing. I heard some statistical information that based upon this shutdown and the next possible shutdown that will occur in a couple of weeks, they think there might be an additional $40 trillion of debt created because of that. Now, these are just numbers, you know, you kind of hear on TV and so on and so forth. It's crazy. So, you know, two things that we pull out of that. Number one is... Taxes are definitely going up, right? So if you're listening, you know, that's why we put such an emphasis on taxes because we're currently in the lowest tax environment that we've ever been in. Um, there's nowhere but up at this particular point and possibly even an aggressive up because we got to start paying down this deficit. You can't be a company or a country, you know, that's running that kind of deficit. And, you know, the, the impact of that debt and the reason the government put that in place was all, you know, that Klein Miller multi so they could grab some money to cover this debt situation. So um, the, the thing that I want to point out related to the pensions is these pensions got underfunded, Joe, during an economic bull market over the past 10 years, and where we see 85% underfunded. You could just actually pull the list up and see if your company is an underfunded company. And what's going to happen when the market changes and we get into a bear market situation, volatile economic times, this, this situation is just going to get a whole lot worse. So we would encourage people, um, you know, Brett, Karen, and myself here at Thrive are very, very well versed in what you can potentially do. If you're already taking the pension, we're going to give you some strategies to bolster outside of the pension in case you lose it. What can you do to get some additional guaranteed income? So I don't want to leave the show on a, you know, a Debbie Downer type scenario, but I really do want people who have pensions to give us a call. 800-516-5861. Go to our website. We have something up on our website called The Hidden Pension Crisis in America. You can download that white paper. Uh, get, you know, Go to the website and schedule an appointment. Tell us you want to talk specifically about pensions. We'll do a pension analysis. If it comes under unfavorable, we'll tell you what we can do about that. And start when the show concludes with the Klein-Miller Multi-Employer Pension Reform Act of 2014. Well done. Good stuff from David Bazaar today. I do have time to remind everyone before we say goodbye uh, about the upcoming Taxes Inefficiency Workshop. Only one workshop next week, the 5th of February. We'll be at the Horsham Township Library in Horsham. It'll start at 7 p.m. And you can go to thrivefinancialservices.com for information about that. That's going to do it for Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show here on Talk Radio 1210 WP. PhD. Uh, on behalf of Brett Elam, on behalf of Karen Bazaar, and on behalf of David Bazaar and Puxitani Phil, as we say goodbye to you on a Saturday morning, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.